Continue our reading from Chaitanya Charitamrita, Ari Lila, reading about the early Pali Lila or the Kumar Lila, the childhood pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> We've heard some wonderful things, and um, more often than not, the Lilas that have are being described very briefly here by Krishnadas, briefly because he has, as we know earlier in the text, repeatedly deferred to the work of Vrindavan Das Thakur, his text, Chaitanya Bhagavat, which was the definitive text at the time, um, most widely received and respected texts at the time, um, narrating the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of which the devotees were were uh, relishing hmm, at, uh, at some length. But he was asked to write, nonetheless, on the later pastimes, primarily, but he's doing so by way of giving the context. So the main work here of Krishnadas is the Madhulila, the middle section, where Mahabhu is primarily acting as a teacher, teacher and a relisher, which takes him into the Antarila, the final pastimes. But um, the Madhulila is then sandwiched in between the Antilila and the Adilila, both of, both of which are shorter, probably the two of them together. Um, in Krishnadasa's text, don't compare to the length of the Madhulila. So it's importance. But again, the importance of this Nadia Lila, it means before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas is considerable because it is the Nadia Lila that we seek to enter into through the teachings and example uh, given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Madhya Lila, in his sannyas um, ashram <clears throat> and also in, in uh, as we progress in that teaching and that practice, the Antilila also can be helpful. Earlier on it's not as helpful, but as we progress, it, it, it speaks about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's absorption, inner absorption, and um, retirement, really, from the public life. So, but 
all of this again to enter into the Nadi Lila where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has no Aishvarya. He's Nimai Pandit, Vishvambar Mishra, he's not Sri Krishna Chaitanya, the sannyasi who's by his name powerful and uh, uh, opulent name, if you will, uh, uh, and his dress and the code of behavior that uh, that uh, um, accompanies the ashram of sannyas, some distance is created, a few inches of seat and <laughs> and uh, so forth, <laughs> a little more than that. And then Mahaprabhu, of course, exhibiting so much knowledge then teaching and his ecstasy, very extraordinary, created some distance. <clears throat> but we don't want any distance between ourselves and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So we have to learn hmm, this truth and then follow his example in Madhya that we may enter into the Navadvipalila and know him as Nimai Pandit. Hmm? as Vishwambhara Mishra as leader of the bhaktas, worshipping Krishna together, Radha and Krishna together with him. <coughs> so, as I say, the leelas here, described by Krishna Das and the Adi Leela, are described briefly, not at as much length, deferring as he does to Vrindavan Das, who described them at greater length. So as we discuss them, often as we have been, we're reflecting back on the Chaitanya Bhagavat and developing or playing out uh, some of the details that uh, Vrindavan Das has blessed us with in his descriptions. And um, also, some, if not the better part, of the Leelas that are mentioned here they appear and actually do have a parallel with Krishna Lila. In his second Mongol verse, in the introduction, the auspicious invocation and introduction to Chaitanya Charitamrita, the second Mongol verse, there's two Mongol verses, excuse me, second Mongol verses, second Namaskar verse of the Mongol verses, it's the second Mongol verse and the second of two verses in which Krishnadas pays his obeisances to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda, Advaita, Shivas, Gadadhar, and all that they represent, Panchatattva. And then a specific Namaskar verse, which we often cite, Vande Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito, Gurudai Pushpavanto, Chitra Sandotamundo. Obeisances to the deities presiding over his book, Gore and Nitai, as glorifying them and speaking about the nature and measure of their benediction and doing so very poetically. It's the most poetic of his Mongol verses, perhaps the most poetic of all of the verses of his Sanskrit composition in this text in glorification of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And when he himself, in his auto-commentary on his Mongol verses, begins to explain that second verse, he refers uh, uh, us to the fact that Gaur and Nityananda, they appeared, appeared previously in Braj hmm, as Krishna and Balaram and so forth. So there's a parallel, obviously, 
between the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the pastimes of Krishna. Hmm? And so some of them that are narrated here are, it's more apparent that there's a parallel. In, and uh, we heard, for example, the parallel of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu eating dirt and being chastised by his mother. And, uh, and uh, of course, we know from Bhagavatam, Krishna ate dirt and was chastised by his mother. At that time, of course, Krishna didn't say anything philosophically, but demonstrated philosophically the Sachinti Beta Beta, that I'm standing here in front of you, I'm in the world, and the world, look inside my mouth for the dirt, it's all there, is inside me at the same time. How can you be, are you either in the world or the world's inside of you? Which is it? And the answer of the Bhagavatam is, don't try to interpret it, it's both. Hmm? Imminent and transcendent at the same time, interpenetrating oneness and difference. So, of course, we heard when he ate dirt in Gaurlila and his mother chastised him. He gave her the opportunity, Sachi, who is Yashoda, to speak and see if she'd understood him in Krishna Lila. And of course she did. She said, you shouldn't eat dirt. He said, why not? Why not eat dirt? Everything's dirt. Hmm? Everything, all things are one. Hmm? She said, that is a foolish philosophy. All things are one. This is my Lord. Hmm? What can you do with that philosophy? If, I, if all things are the same, then I can give you dirt and pour water on it, and you should be able to drink it, but you won't be able to. So all things, sarva kalo vidam brahma, all things are brahman. It doesn't mean there's only brahman, it means there are many things, and they're all brahman, by way of being his shaktis, for example. So anyway, she explained the Chinti Beta Beta philosophy to him, which he taught her in the previous leader. So these are very charming um, connections. And uh, so we've heard some of them here. Now we come to another Leela tonight, and there's a connection with Krishna Leela, also parallel. So it's a parallel, but of course this Leela is Krishna Leela, but it's an extension of Krishna Leela. It's making up for the shortcomings in Krishna Leela, and things are reversed out a little bit in this Leela. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is primarily in the mood of a devotee rather than in the mood of the object of devotion. So... Even the parallel leelas, we, we see that there's some some difference, which helps us to appreciate the particular character of Krishna in his appearance as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which will then dictate to us how to approach him and how to worship him. That will come up here in this discussion. So, where are we? He says, Kabushishu Sange Snan Korila Gangate. Kanyagan Oilatahan Devata Pujite. Kabushishu Sange. Sometimes, Shishu Sange, this is an important uh, word here, two words. He says, sometimes in the company of other Shishus, Shishu Sange, Shishu means ch- children. Hmm? It refi- refers to boys, 
similar age or younger than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Kabu Sishu Sange Snan Korila Gangate. They would go together and bathe in the Ganges, Krishna and his young comrades. Or, excuse me, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his young friends. This is before the school days and so forth. So they're all quite quite young. And Kanyagan, Ailatahan, David of Pujite. It just so happened that the Kanyas, the Gan, the group of young girls of a similar age, were also present there on the banks of the Ganges, and they were doing Deva Puja. Devata Pujite. They were worshipping the Devas. So the parallel, of course, is that in Krishna Lila there was another occasion when Krishna, along with Sishu Sangha, Shishu Sange, hmm? it is mentioned in the uh, in the Tantra, Gautamiya Tantra. What is that verse? Kintu Dhamma Sudamaya, hmm? Kintu Dhamma Sudamaya, Harir Harer Ati Priyamataha. Sudama, Sri Dhamma means Adaya, etc. Vasudam. Kinkini Hare Atipriya Mata. It is the opinion of Gotama, hmm? who is a very sober sage. I don't know if he's the same one, Gotama, who is uh, was the leader of. There's a Gotama, who's the founder of the Nyaya Shastra, and he wrote the Kama Sutra. <laughs> it's a sober book, actually. People don't realize that. Hmm? And then there's Gotamiya Tantra, and the sage Gotam is referred to, whether they're all the same Gotama. I'm not sure. There's a Gotama Buddha also, of course, we know. He was a pretty sober fellow, too. Uh, but at any rate, uh, the Gotamiya Tantra says, Gotama says in there, that there, that the, the, there are uh, these boys, hmm, Dham, Sudam, Adaya, and played out further by the uh, Lagutoshani of Jiva Goswami, the Adaya, etc., means Kinkini, Vasudam. Uh, they were Harer Ati Priya Mata. The, the Mata, the opinion of Gautam is these boys are especially dear to Krishna. Hmm? Dhamma, Sudama, Kinkini, and Vasudam. There is a cowherd boy named Dhamma. Hmm? Also, who is also a Priyasaka, very, very close to Krishna. But uh, the learned um, uh, what is his name? Author um, of Prayabhakti Rasarnava, Nayanananda Thakur, has reached a, an insightful conclusion that that the verse from the Tantra would be poetically um, out of meter if it said, Kintu Sri Dhamma Sudamaya. The Sri would be, would be an extra syllable which would cause the meter to be out of balance. Hmm? And 
therefore, for the sake of poetry, taking the poetic license, Sri was left out, and the word named Dhamma is given. Hmm? He says, based on this, and the fact that the coward Sri Dham is celebrated throughout the texts as most dear to Krishna among the Priyasakas, those who are in pure Sakyarasa, without any mixture hmm? uh, of other sentiments. He comes to the conclusion that Sridham is among the other three of the or the four who are ati priya. Ati means really a lot in in a big way, over the top. Ati priya, extremely dear hmm, to Krishna. This is the opinion of the sage, sober sage Gotama. Hmm. Jiva Goswami, writing about this, citing the tantra himself also. Hmm. explains that these boys represent the the spiritual, if you will, subtle body, just like you have a spiritual uh, gross body that you can see, so there's a spiritual subtle body consisting of, the, the, we call it the antikarna, the, the citta, buddhi, Buddhi, Chitta, uh, I should say Buddhi, Ahankar, Chitta, and Manas. Hmm? So he says these four boys represent <coughs> Sridham, the, the Buddhi, hmm? Sudham, the uh, Ahankar, Vasudham, the, like this heart, the Kinkine, the mind. Of Krishna, so this some, tells us something about Krishna. His his in, his antakarna is I'm a coward. <laughs> Basically, this is one of the identities of Krishna. As I've said before, Krishna has three identities in the Braj. One identity is what I'm the son of Nanda and Yashoda. Hmm? Second identity. Grow up a little bit more. I'm a coward boy. Third identity. Huh? I'm the lover of Radha, or I want, I want Radha to accept me, <laughs> accept my love, <laughs> something like that. It, it goes to that extreme. So this is the, the Vatsalya, the Sakya, the Madhurya Rasa, centers of the Bhagavatam, the three identities of Krishna. Hmm. So, uh, uh, and they pervade. It's not like he becomes the lover of Radha, he's no longer the son of Yashoda, or he's no longer a coward boy. So they're, they're interdependent upon one another. <clears throat> so, anyway, this is a nice way of emphasizing this particular identity of Krishna, his internal, excuse me, uh, subtle body, Antakarna, is constituted of Sakyabhav. <clears throat> and... Uh, w- we're reminded of that here with the, with the mention of Shishusanga. He came with the young boys. Because in the Leela of the Bhagwat, where Krishna goes to the bank of the Jamuna, not the Ganges, but the Jamuna, hmm, with a few young friends, and happens to meet some young ladies who are worshipping devas. Hmm? 
Deva, Pujita, they're doing puja to the Devas on the bank of the Jamuna. What a coincidence that we should find you here as, a, as the spirit behind Krishna's uh, appearance there. Mm. So this is, uh, just to give you an idea how there's a, there's a parallel. Hmm? Um, the idea here, Shishu Sangha, he, he, he wants to say, Krishna Kaviraj wants to say, there's a, there's a lot of innocence here. Hmm? This is very innocent. The Vastraharana Lila, of course, we're referring to, where the gopis, where Krishna ends up, and very differently than what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu does, as we'll see, Stealing the clothes of the gopis, hmm? but what he teaches there is is very much the same. What is being taught here, but the leel is different, so it's, it plays out somewhat differently. Hmm? And we'll, we'll we'll go into that as we go along. But the idea also here with regard to Krishna's friends. Hmm? Jiva Goswami writes in his commentary on Bhakti Sandarbha that these four friends of Krishna, while they're Priyasakas, they're actually Priyanarmasakas. Priyanarmasakas are those Sakas who are privy to all of Krishna's romantic life. He says that because he wants to say that these boys know every single thing about Krishna's Leela. There's nothing that they don't know about. There's nothing that's beyond them. There's no, there's, there's nowhere in the Leela where they're not present any more than Krishna could be somewhere without his heart, without his mind, without his intelligence, without his ahankar, his very identity. Ahankar means identity. It makes and it, it conceals and it reveals both ahankar. Hmm? It, it, <laughs> so, it's, anyway, it's an identity maker. Hmm? So you can't go anywhere without that. So, so they're everywhere. Now, because of the way in which they go everywhere, in terms of being the very makeup of his subtle body, they're not seen everywhere, although they're there. Mm-hmm. If they were to be seen there in certain instances, well, it, would, it wouldn't work out very well. Mm-hmm. There couldn't be the, the intimacy that was required if Krishna's there with his buddies. Mm-hmm. So, but... But they're they're there nonetheless. They're very they're very they're very dear to Krishna, and so they're here in the Krishna lila in the Vastraharana lila at the Jamuna. They're here, but they're not there at the same time. Is the idea uh, the achari? Different acharyas have written about it in different ways. Hmm. Um, but they all with an effort to make the point that. They were there, but well, let, let's put it this way: Krishna, actually, Krishna and these boys are pretty much the same age. Hmm? But Krishna is old for his age. Hmm? So, at a certain age, young boys are not interested in young girls. They're ready to be brahmacharis, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have experience of that, yeah. And suddenly. <laughs> Their uh, life goes on on tilt, <laughs> and uh, it happens. Uh, so, uh, so Krishna's old for his age. He's mature for his age. He's ahead of the group here, hmm? and the other boys are they're, they're just not into that. <laughs> it just hasn't that kind of thing hasn't dawned on them. So they're preoccupied with Krishna 
and his jokes, and uh, you know, these are sisters in the village here, and um, and we're getting the best of them, hmm? something like that, you know, is the idea. So they're there, but by the by the arrangement of Yoga Maya, they're not there in a way that would inhibit the progression of the Leela, which is, in Christian Leela, this is a Leela in which these gopis and and Radha, ultimately, in the end, who comes on the last day of the month-long vrat vow that they performed uh, to get Krishna as their husband, they and Radha all get confirmation from Krishna hmm? that consider us married and a little later on we'll consummate it. That comes just about a year later, right? In the uh, in the Rasalila, hmm? so and of course the verse we'll hear it, the verse which Krishna gives the confirmation it comes here in the in Chaitanya Charitamrita hmm? in a different way. Hmm? <laughs> so, what's happening? Two things happening. Krishna's there with his friends. Mahaprabhu is here with his young friends. It's a very innocent affair, and Mahaprabhu is quite. Uh, Mischievous, as we'll hear, but the 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 young ladies—they're worshiping the uh, the demigods. Ganga snan kodi puja, kodi telagila, konyagan madhya prabhu asiya basila. When the girls, after bathing in the Ganges, then first bathing, then they began their worship of the of the demigods. The young Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he would come there and sit down among them. Kanyare kohe, amu puja, amidi babar, kangaduga tasi mor, mahesh kinkar. So he would then speak to the girls and he would say, Ami puja, amidi babar. Worship me. I can give you a good husband. Hmm? Don't worship the Ganges. Don't worship the Durga. Even Lord Shiva. Hmm? They're all my servants or maid servants. Hmm? This is just a young guy in the village. They know him, you know. And he's saying that he, he, he's disrupting a very pious and religious practice. These girls, to support a note, unlike the gopis, in the Brajlila, they are not worshipping here to have Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as their husband. We'll follow through on that hmm? as we go forward. But what he's telling them here, importantly, as a as a lesson, which Gorlila is to such a large extent for all of us, is Kamaistajana Prapadinte Nadevata and so forth, as it said in more than one place in the Gita. Don't worship the demigods and goddesses. Hmm? As for less intelligent people, as for people with um, uh, material desire. Hmm? Um, and Krishna advises in the Gita, you should, rather you should worship me. So here's Krishna, as Jetan Mahaprabhu, giving a very basic instruction. Hmm? The demigods, of course, are presiding over the moral realm. Hmm? 
Hmm? So to worship them is, is to be pious and to acquire piety, uh, uh, and, and the result of which is that you can become a denizen of heaven, reside amongst the gods in heaven. What's wrong with that? Hmm? What's wrong with that is a number of things. One of the things which we've heard, uh, of course, an important thing is that it's temporary. Whatever you may achieve by material piety, even something as tangible as a heavenly residence amongst the gods whose duration of life is like off the, you know, calculator. Hmm? It's so long. Uh, we don't need to go into the details. The implication is it just might, might as well be forever, for God's sake. If I woke up tomorrow and I knew I had 10 zillion years to live, you know, well, I'd have to take it easy. <laughs> we got time. Hmm? Something like that. So it's, it's so long, the piety gives you such a long life is, 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 a, is a result of piety. Hmm? Everybody wants to live long, right? So by being extremely pious, you can get a very, very long life. And what is the result of this good karma? That it causes you to be forgetful about the fact that it's only so long in comparison to eternity. <laughs> no matter how many numbers you have, right? They're like all zeros. And when you put one in front of all of them, you have the eternity. It has so much meaning. It has no meaning in comparison. Therefore, as I've said before, according to Gita, Abrahma Bhuvanaloka Punaravartino Arjuna. Even going to the Brahma planet, would speak of the Indra's planet, even going to the Brahma planet, whose life is like millions of times longer than Indra, you have to, have to again come down. This plane, anywhere you can attain in it, whatever you can attain in it, you cannot keep it, which means you don't really attain anything. Except Shrama Evoi Kevalam. The labor. It's all you get. The labor spent. Hmm? It is no different going to Brahma Loka than breaking rocks in Alcatraz. <laughs> hmm? All you have to show is the labor. Hmm? Shrama Evoi Kevalam. This is the verdict of Bhagavatam, right in the onset of the Bhagavatam, right in the second chapter. Hmm? Comparing Varnashram and life of material piety, good and bad karma, avoiding one, pursuing the other, comparing it to bhakti, to the parodharma. Hmm? And it's a very strong statement. Shama evi kevalam. Hmm? Simply a waste of time. Hmm? And so much effort is put in for this. The idea, of course, is that the moral realm itself is imperfect. There cannot be perfect goodness in the moral realm. Therefore, even if you become as so moral and pious that you become a you go to the heavenly planets, even you get posted as a deva yourself. How many stories are there in the Bhagavatam of the moral corruption as it would be of the devas. Hmm? The impossibility of being perfectly moral. Hmm? There's always you know, there's always a problem. You step down here, as I say, it comes up here. And so this is this is only, the moral good is only a shadow, 
semblance of the real good, which turns the moral good really on its head. Therefore, we have examples of Krishna, for example, and Parakya to make this point in an overarching sense, that there is an absolute good that turns the relative good, the PC, you know, whatever it is today, whatever it will be tomorrow. I mean, it's good to be a polite person and so forth. I appreciate that, but uh, these values change, and uh, and you cannot be perfectly hmm, satisfy everyone or even yourself. And so, the absolute good. So you you have like the parakia. It's turning the whole thing upside. What? It's a, in one sense, it's saying the, the, the moral good, the moral life. This is only a shadow of a real good. Hmm? Therefore, it can be violated. Hmm? And there be no laws. Hmm? Not by being impious, hmm? but by transcending it. By transcending it, you will cross beyond it. You will be beyond it. Hmm? Krishna is beyond the moral realm. Hmm? We've already heard it earlier in our discussions. In a, in a, in a, in a, in a less kind of, um, in a way that perhaps brings up less of a moral sensibility uh, than the conjugal love uh, of parakia, the subject of the of the master Harnalila, but his truthfulness, right, his lying to his mother. Hmm? Doesn't doesn't get us. <laughs> doesn't raise as many hair eyebrows, I should say. Yeah, he lied. Skewed, he lied, but he owns everything. He stole, but he owns everything. So, oh, it's okay. Hmm? But he, but you know, Prichard Marsh heard all these things, right? Hmm? He heard Krishna lied that I, that I didn't eat earth. Check it out. Look and see. Hmm? She saw that he, you know, he, he stole from the neighbors and so on and so forth. But when he when he heard the whole Rasalila, his eyebrows raised, and he said, "I don't know if I can keep on with this. How can he who is the very Setu Dharma, the bridge of Dharma, that you you, you walk up, you know, walk over the river of of, of impiety?" And stay above it, hmm? whatever. The, the the bridge of Dharma, he says, Dharma Setu. How can the he who is the Dharma Setu be uh, romanticizing with other people's wives? Like my head is spinning, he said. My eyebrows are I mean, stealing as a kid, I, you know, that's one thing. Okay, it's cute, but uh, but but that in the in that in the context of Vatsalya Rasa. So it's beautiful, it's a high you know it's a higher thing. Hmm? And to be truly a kid, you got to do that kind of stuff, right? You've got to upset your mother, or you just aren't. You're, you're unreal. You're not. Do I have a kid or not? You know, he's perfectly good. I guess I don't have one. That's not possible. <laughs> so, uh, Krishna is truly the son of 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 Nanda and Yasoda. Hmm? But of course, Parikshit Sukadev responds. He's not short of an answer. He says, "What is that verse?" He says, among others, he says. Idam Chavishnu, what is it? 
Vajivadu Shithanvitam nu Shinayarata Varnayatya Paktim Parampati Labdhikamam Hridroga Masvapri Nodhya Chirena Dira The Vrajavadu, the wives of the men of the Braj, hearing about them with faith through narrations like Sukadev is making. Nibhititashe Rupagiyamanad Babosadachotramanobhirama Coming from Nibhititashair with no material desire. Karunayaha, Purana Guhyam, who spoke the Purana out of compassion, not out of want for anything, for himself. This hearing the pastime from such a person, this can purify the heart. He says, Hearing about the wives of Vishnu, remember he's Vishnu, this Krishna. He's all, Vishnu means all-pervading. Hearing about this Krishna, looks like he's just here, medium-sized, who's actually all-pervading and everywhere. And his his romanticizing with the wives of the husbands of the Braj, here, that will purify you. That will take, take lust out of your heart altogether because after all, he goes on to say, more or less, Krishna is the husband of the gopi's husbands. Hmm? He's the pati, the lord, the maintainer. Hmm? Not only the gopis, but the gopi's husbands as well. But in the context of the leela, it's playing out in this way and, and so forth. So, hmm? at any rate, point is that there is a realm beyond the moral realm and we should be we should be we should be glad to know that as much as we would like to do the right thing and be good people hmm? we have to come to grips with the fact that the, this whole realm is only a semblance of only a semblance of goodness can be found hmm? even you become a deva this is the point of the bible even you become a deva or a denizen of heaven still you're susceptible to... I mean, there are some Brahmas that go up. Vishwana says some Brahmas, they go down, some go for mukti, some remain in the realm of karma. We got a good one. Our Bhagavatam's Brahma became devotee. So, still, <laughs> point is that even you can become a a denizen, a de- or of heaven, or a deva, and still, hmm, you can't be perfectly good, if you will. Hmm? And there is no perfect goodness in a realm where the goodness, the correctness, is incorrect to start with. Even the good, the good here is bad, and the bad here is good. And there, in that realm, even the bad is good. Hmm? The good is good. The bad, even the the union is good. The separation is good. Hmm? Krishna's speaking philosophical truths, like he does in the Bhagavad Gita, that's good, and 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 telling you to be uh, truthful and so forth. And Krishna's stealing hmm? and lying on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. Also, it's also good. Hmm? It's more good. Hmm? The bad there is even more good. Hmm? Because when the bad, so to speak, then we, then we are entering into the play. Hmm? 
rasa. Mm. And Aishvarya is moving to the background and it's becoming sweet now. Mm. And an opening for us to enter there where the Godhead has forgotten his godhood and therefore he has a necessity. We can supply it. Mm. This is at the pinnacle, the height, Swayam Bhagavan, the full face of divinity is most accessible. You think he's the highest, he's hard, least accessible. He's the most accessible. Because in that situation, he appears to have needs. Hmm. He feels he has needs. We can assist him. Hmm. <laughs> so, the lesson here is what? He's teaching. Don't worship the demigods. Hmm. I said that in the Bhagavad Gita. Mahaprabhu was saying it again here now, telling them. Don't worship the gods. Worship me. Of course, he's just their kid on the block, as it would appear. A very nice one, a very charming fellow. Hmm? And so he begins to uh, command them in this way, and then when they ignore him, he steals the offerings that they were preparing and eats them himself and so forth. Apanichandanapati parin pulamal naivedya kadiyak Kana, Sandesh, Chao, Kao. So, without their girl's permission, he, to, he told them, you should give your offerings to me and I'll benedict you. Hmm? They're looking, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. These kids, we're serious here. We're, gonna, we're looking for husbands. These guys don't even they don't have any sense about that. You know, they're too, they're too young. We're more mature than them. We're, it's <laughs> down to earth here, you know, getting practical. You're a good husband. Think of the future. These boys, they don't, they don't think like that. Hmm? Uh, so then, what? So, meanwhile, without their permission, hmm, he took the the the, uh, the chandan and put it on himself. The, the, the sandalwood paste. Um, he ate the sandesh that they, that they offered. He took their garlands that they were going to give to the devas uh, and, 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 and wore them himself. He ate the the rice and the bananas and so forth. Krode Kanyagan Kohe Shuna He Nimai Nimani Gram Sambande Hao Tumi Amasabor Bhai So in anger, Krode Kanyagan Kohe, the girls they spoke in anger, they said, Listen! Nimai Hey Nimai Gram Sambande Hao to me, I'm a sabar bhai. Here in this village, Gram, our relationship is here. You're just a, like our brother here. You know what are you doing? You're telling us we should worship you, and you're taking the, the offerings to the God. You know you're a Brahmin, like us. Your parents are religious. What are you doing here? We, we're doing the right thing. <laughs> we're doing the religious thing, and and you're acting like this and stealing our offerings. And so they're a little. Perturbed with him, ama sabokat pakshe iha korite na jujai nan na laha debatu suja na kara anyai. Therefore, they say it's not good for you hmm, to act like this. Don't take our paraphernalia for the worship of the gods and create a disturbance in this way. And he replies, Prabhupada, Toma. Sabake dila ebar, toma sabar bharata, 
Hobe, Paramasundar. My dear sisters, I give you the benediction that your husbands will be very handsome. So he just ignores them and begins to, <laughs> just continues to act as if he's God, which of course he is. But they just know him as a, as a, as a friend, a, you know, extended sense of brother in the village. So they can't take him seriously. But he's he's dead serious here. He says hmm? uh, that pundit big dagda juba dhan danyavan suta suta putra hobe chirayu matiman. Your husbands, they will be learned. They will be clever, young. They will possess abundant of, abundance of rice. Not only that, but each of you will have seven sons from them. Hmm? And all of them, those sons, will live long lives and be very intelligent. So he, what he's doing is he's starting to turn their heads. They're saying, you're just a, you know, like one of us here. Hmm? And you're acting like this, making disturbance, but he just go, keeps on like this. And they they like what they hear. They, that's what they want. They, this, they're thinking, they want husbands like this. this is, so, Barashuni Kanyaganer Antare Santosh Bhavive Bhartsana Kare Kari Mityurosha. So hearing the benediction, they were a little bit like inwardly kind of happy. He, he knows what we, what we, you know, what we're thinking when we're thinking what we want a good husband and what our lives should be. Hmm? And then, Kon Kanya Palaila Naiveja Loia Tari Dhaki Kohe Prabhu Sakrodahuya. When some of the girls fled, the Lord called them in anger and advised them as follows. Okay, fine. Yadi Naiveja Nadeha Huya Kripani Buddha Bhartahobe Achari Churi Satini. If you are miserly and do not give me the offerings, Every one of you will have an old husband with at least four co-wives. <laughs> so, Yesunita Sabar Mane Huilabhai Kon Kichu Janikiba Devabishtahai. Hearing this supposed curse by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they started to think maybe he knows something. Like, he's a, he's a Brahmin boy and he's going to curse us. and and what is this? What's going on here? They're, they're bewildered. And so they're um, thinking maybe he's empowered by the gods or something. And so, of course, what do they do? They give him the offerings. So they start to believe him. And... Krishna das says, Ev matacha palya sab lokera dekhai. Dukka karo mane nahe sabbe shukopai. With this cunning behavior, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nimai Pandit, Mishpambhad Mishra, amongst the girls, when it be- this became known to the people in general, it, no one was bothered by it. It did not cause any misunderstandings or disturb them. Rather, they enjoyed the happiness in these dealings. So he began it, this is part of the narration, he began it by speaking about its innocence, by mentioning that Krishna's with some friends and it's an innocent fair amongst uh, underage kids. Mm-hmm. And he ends this part of the narrative by again stressing its innocence, that there was nothing uh, like 
what was going on in the Jamuna, hmm? or so it seems on on its face, what it, what that what that looked like when Krishna came, and the gopis, as I said, they were worshiping a goddess to get a good husband, hmm? and he stole their clothes. Hmm? So that's not going on here. Krishna just wants to make the point. Krishna and Gaur are the same, but this is a little bit of a different Leela at the same time. There are parallels, but there's some difference. And to go back then for a moment to the Krishna Leela, the difference, of course, the difference is there, and the oneness is there as well. Hmm? The, the gopis, of course, the, these were young uh, kumaris. This uh, gopi Vastraharna Leela comes after the Venu Gita. The Venu Gita is songs by the gopis praising the flute of Krishna. Hmm? This is all a very beautiful chapter of Purvarag. Purvarag is the kind of separation that the gopis feel before having actually met Krishna, before having their love feelings, before expressing them and having them Krishna replying back and there being some confirmation. So so because that's absent, it's a form of separation. They love him, but whether they love him, they're feeling like this. They're the speaking amongst one another about very beautiful verses glorifying Krishna and his his appearance and his flute and so on and so forth. Hmm? But this is all, as the Charis have explained, it's all done by gopis who were older than the Kumaris in this next chapter where the Gopi Vastraharna Leela is taking place. And they were already married. So Radha's in that group in the Venu Gita. Hmm? They were already married. A marriage arrangement was made, but they're pining for... They love Krishna. Hmm? Now this chapter's coming, and these Gopis are different. They're Kumaris, Kanyas. They're younger. Hmm? And they want to have... Krishna as their husband. Note that the girls here, they didn't want to have Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as their husband. This is an important point. We'll get to that. But the gopis, appropriately so, they wanted Krishna as their husband. One thing that Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami says, he's saying it here indirectly, but more emphatically he says later on in the text that that Parakya Bhav is only tasted by Brajendra Nandan Krishna, not by anyone else. Hmm? Now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is one with Brajendra Nandan Krishna, but what else is he? One, and what else? Different at the same time. And what is the difference? It's that he's in a different mood. Hmm? Should be worshipped according to the mood that he's in. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But the gopis. Yeah, these young 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 girls they wanted Krishna as their husband. So they, what did they do? They went to the bank of the God, of the Jamuna, and they met other girls there of a similar disposition, coming with the permission of their parents to go and perform a vrat, do some worship of the gods to get a good husband. Good thing, pious girls, very good girls. Oh, we've got such a good girl. And she wants to go and and, and, and worship. And they were wondering, which god will you worship? Which god is what's on your mind, honey? Hmm? Uh, very nice. My daughter is so pious. She's going to go to the Jamuna and she's going to worship the gods and to get a good husband. She's just at such a young age. So they go with this in mind. 
permission of the parents, but they're not telling everything what's on their mind and what's in their heart. They're keeping it somewhat secret. The word gopi comes from the verbal Sanskrit root gup. Gup means hidden. Hmm? Hidden. To keep it hidden. This is their love is hidden. The whole of the brudge is a hidden affair. Hmm? It's permeated by parakya, of course. Parakya means, well, the opposite of swakya. Swakya means one of the meanings of swakya is proper. Proper. So parakya, improper. He appears to belong to another. Hmm? Can't have him. Of course, Krishna's not married or anything like that. But he's too young to be married. He hasn't even got his Brahmin thread yet. Hmm? And of course, his astrological chart says he's going to go away at 11 years old and, you know, whether he'll return, it's not clear on the chart. Hmm? So, he's not a good candidate for for marriage. Hmm? unfortunately. Although all the mothers would love their daughters to marry Krishna, it's just not right. It's not proper. It, 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 Purnamasi has shown on the chart that this isn't going to work. She's done that so that there can be parakya, of course. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, they're carrying this hidden in their heart. But the parakya, Pujapachritamar has given a nice explanation in an extended sense that that even the, the Krishna's mother and father, they, there's this rumor that he actually belongs to the city people. He actually belongs to Vasudeva and Devaki. Hmm? For Krishna's friends, they, they hear he's actually a yadu. Hmm? It, it, he belongs there. He goes there. He spends his whole life there. He's only in the village for a few years. Hmm? 11, 11 and a half, he's leaving. And so the sense that maybe the fear that he belongs somewhere, he, he, this is causing there some intensity in the whole of the brudge. Hmm? And particularly, of course, it, it, it pertains to the gopi's love. Hmm? But gop, gopa, gopi, come to the same root, hidden, the whole of the brudge is hidden. It's all layered. The language about it is layered with meaning and meaning. Therefore, nasta prayeshu abaddeshu You have to study Bhagavatam very carefully to understand what is the Lila, what's going on there. Hmm? And that kind of discussion has no end. Hmm? So that Lila has no end. Hmm? It's like... Material life is like walking down a dead end road. Okay, dead end. Let's try another one. Dead end. Another one. Dead end. Huh? And in Brudge, there's only one road, and it never ends. Hmm? It is a being of eternal becoming. In, in the ordinary schools of Vedanta, you're taught, you're advised not to stop trying to become, just be. Be what you already are. Stop trying to become pleased. You are a unit of pleasure. You are Ananda. You are. Stop trying to protect yourself. You are standing on firm ground. You are Sat. Hmm? Stop trying to know. You know. You are. You are the substratum of knowledge. Hmm? Itself. Hmm? Don't just be what you are. Don't try to become. But in Bhakti, there's a becoming. Therefore, Prem is said to be full and. Always increasing. 
with the road that never ends. Someone asked, well, if I get my swarup, at a certain time my swarup appears in Vrindavan and it just began, right? It's a new thing happening. It's supposed to be eternal, but it's, already, it's happening. Hmm. What do you think, that all of Krishna's pastimes, they're all done? There's no new ones? Are there no new pastimes? If there's a new one, that means it had a beginning, right? Wrong. Yes, it had a beginning, and it's eternal at the same time. Hmm? Right? He's always having new pastimes. The pastimes are always newer and newer. The nature of the Sarup Shakti is such that it's constantly manifesting in different ways for the pleasure of Bhagawan. So if suddenly another another Sarupa, what is his name? Sarupa appears. Gopakumar suddenly appears in Goloka Vrindavana Sarupa. It's not like some new guys here. A little bit. A little bit. But then, oh, he's not like. He, oh, he's a manifestation of the Sarup Shakti. He's not coming from. Kamsa's realm. For the sake of Leela, they thought maybe Krishna fainted when he saw him. But the point is, when a boy appears there, suddenly when you go to Goloka and you become a handmaiden of Radha, hmm, you think, oh, philosophically, the super shakti is manifesting in another way. Hmm? The fire of the sarup shakti with the conduit hmm, of the jiva purified by hearing and chanting, then the flame that's already there in the fire comes and surrounds the conduit. It's a separate flame, flame body. Hmm? Right? A spiritual body. It's the wonder of the fire. Something like It's the wonder of the Sarup Shakti. Constantly manifesting in different ways for the pleasure of Krishna. This is its nature. Hmm? So it's not a static eternality, but a dynamic flow, hmm? um, always newer and newer. Krishna's always looking newer and newer every time you look at him. This is Anurag. Every time you see him, he looks fresher and fresher. Again, to give a good example, material life is a dead end. Dead end after dead end. Every road you take is a dead end. And there's one road of bhakti. It has no end. Hmm? Forever. And it's beautiful all the way. From the sadaka beginning to the brahmika, all of them. Hmm. But this Vrindavan life is a hidden thing. It's the secret of secrets. This is the blessing of Chaitanya Dev. That he opened the doors, the floodgates, through Nams and Kirtan, isn't it? The storehouse of love of God, it's described in Chaitanya Charitamrita in the language of Krishna. It's a storehouse. It's Fort Knox. It's locked down. Lockdown. <laughs> so nobody can get in there. Hmm? And and what has the Panchatattva done? They plundered it, broke the locks. They're taking from the rich and giving to the poor. Right? Hmm? But it's very wonderful because the rich only become enriched by this. Hmm? The wealth, the, the premadhan of Golok, hmm? they're giving it to the world through the medium of Sankirtan. And someone says, just by Sankirtan you cannot get praying. <laughs> <Why? laughs> we have to hear this kind of misunderstanding. Just by Sankirtan. Sankirtan will, do, it will turn you into your inner life and give you the power to meditate and so on and so forth. Everything subordinate to Nam Kirtan. Hmm? 
Krishna himself subordinate to his own name. So, they're in this hidden realm. So many truths hidden there. They go to the bank of the Jamuna, and they're meeting other girls. And so what do they do? They hold hands together, and they begin to sing about that which they can see on one another's faces, their heart. Hmm? Why their mothers couldn't see what was on their heart? Because they didn't have the same thing in their hearts. Hmm? They couldn't recognize it. And they have Vatsalya Bhav anyway. How could they recognize? Hmm? What is Gopi Bhav? Appearing on the face of a Kumari, young girl as it manifests in her heart, as the Leela plays out. Hmm? But the other girls, having the same experience, then they could see the other girls' face. They, they could, there was immediately a bond between them. So they held hands and they chant, Krishna, Krishna, Hari, Hari, <laughs> Ram, Ram, Hari, Hari. Hmm? They began Nam Kirtan. This is what they did. How do they realize their ideal? To have Krishna as their husband. They began with Nam Kirtan. And when they did Nam Kirtan, which is everywhere, of course it comes from sadhus, it's distributed like that, people pick it up, Krishna, Krishna, Arya, and they chant. And if they chant nicely, then what happens? Well, they get they chant in association of others, and in the association of others, like-minded persons, the guru appears. So, on the scene appears Brinda Devi. Brinda Devi is a particular manifestation of Yoga Maya like Purnamasi, Leela Shakti. Hmm? She appears and she wants to make sure to assist them in pursuing their goal. So, what does she do? And, hmm? She gives them the mantra that corresponds with the deity. Hmm? They make a deity out of sand hmm, of Katyayani, uh, like, like the wife of Shiva, the goddess, Durga, Katyayani, hmm? the worshipping devas. Mahaprabhu said, don't do that. Hmm? They're disobeying the instruction? No, no, no. It appears like this. They were made a de- deity out of sand. That means also you can make a deity out of sand. You can make a deity in your mind if you know the parameters it's not coming from your mind. It's not imagination. You know the Siddhanta and so forth. Hmm? And your mind and your intelligence is, is steeped in that. Hmm? Then from that kind of mind, hmm, the form of Krishna will start to appear hmm, in conjunction with your chanting. And a corresponding form for worshipping him appropriately, hmm, a gopi body will start to appear within. Hmm? It's not just used to imagine something, but a spiritual practice. They knew, and they had a guru also. So they got, they got it. The guru gave the mantra, Katyayani Mahamaye. Hmm? And then they constructed a deity of Katyayani. They worshipped her. Now, why is Vrinda Devi telling them to worship the demigods? Here, a, a, a goddess. It only appears as such. The goddess Katyayani could be worshipped for getting a good husband. But what she would do is that she would then inspire the parents hmm, to 
make an arrangement. So because you worship the goddess, she inspires the parents to make an arrangement for the right boy and things work out and they're the instruments. Goddess doesn't appear personally on the scene and do it, but through the parents. She, but Goddess Katyayani cannot inspire the parents of the gopis for them to suggest that their daughters would marry Krishna. She can't do that. Hmm? And also, when Mahamaya, this is Mahamaya Katyayani, inspires the parents to find a husband for the young girl, what is she doing? She's kind of taking them away from Krishna, <laughs> so to speak. And in a roundabout way, she's bringing them to Krishna through a proper life and so forth. And Mahaprabhu recommended that for the girls here. Hmm? But it's not the business of Mahamaya or the power of Mahamaya to give Krishna. Hmm? So who are they worshipping then? Hmm? They cannot be worshipping Mahamaya. They can't really worship Krishna to have Krishna as their husband. Because they don't want God as their husband. They want Krishna as their husband. So if Krishna is God, it's complicated. Hmm? So you need a guru to solve these kind of problems. So so she's given the goddess Katyayani, but this is this is just like you have Durga and you have Durga. Hmm? You have Divya Saraswati and Saraswati. You have two forms of Lakshmi. Lakshmi gives material benediction and Lakshmi is always with Narayan. Hmm? Giving bhakti. Hmm. You have the divine Saraswati and you have the ordinary Saraswati who's giving... This internal potency of Krishna, Surup Shakti and Maya Shakti, they're related. Hmm? Therefore, Prabhupada often would give an example. Like electrical energy, it can heat or it can cool. It can obscure Maya Shakti and Surup Shakti can reveal. Hmm? And... All of this in relation to another Shakti, right? The Jiva. can obscure the, the the truth about Krishna or it can reveal the truth about Krishna. And in the context of revealing the truth about Krishna, obscure the truth about Krishna in another way. Hmm? That is Godhood may disappear and you can have intimacy with him and so forth. So this is the work of the Sarup Shakti. So this Katyayani that they worship, hmm? this means the goddess of Bhakti, hmm? not the Maya Shakti. The other side, the worshiping the Swarup Shakti. And Vrindadevi gives them everything they need. They get the mantra, they get, she affirms the place you should do here at this place, the Desha, at the bank of the Jamuna, where, come around a year or so, at the bank of the Jamuna in Rasalila, then this will be consummated. It's the right place. Right time was the time. It's the first day of the waning moon of the month of Margashisha, Hemanta, the winter season, which which is the which is this month. Krishna says in the Gita, of months, I am the Margashisha. So the month of Krishna, it's a good time. The month that represents Krishna. Hmm? Then, and the first day of that, and the vow is for a whole month. So they got the time, they got the place, They've got the mantra, the sankalpa, hmm? nanda gopa sutam, nanda gopa This is their sankalpa, it's inside the mantra. Sankalpa means you said the prayer, you chant the mantra, and you have a purpose, a wish to fulfill. 
Mm-hmm. It's like you can go to some temples and they could say, okay, to make a wish, write it down here, give it to the priest, chant a mantra, and then sankalpa. It fulfilled, something like that. So they had sankalpa. Mm-hmm. Nanda gopa sutapatim. Let the son of Nanda, the gopa son of Nanda, we want that he becomes our pati, our husband. This is our sankalpa. This is our wish. And this is, they had to hide this, of course, from their parents. They couldn't tell them. Therefore, they couldn't tell them about their worship. The parents want to know, what kind of worship? You go, no, we're going to keep that. Oh, isn't that cute? They're going to keep it to themselves. Hmm? Hmm. Something to be said about this. Worship should be kept a little to oneself. Hmm? It said one should hide one's, one's, one's japa, one's mantra, one's guru. Hmm? There's a place for all of this. That, uh, you know, you don't, they said in the Bible, you don't throw pearls before the swine. Where, where people can appreciate, that's another thing. That doesn't apply there. Then we can share. But not everybody will appreciate, you know. Act accordingly. So all these things were in place. They had the mantra, the sankalpa, and they worshipped. Hmm? And they worshipped the whole month. This was their positive art of probriti. Their son called, I want to attain Krishna as my husband. And their anartaniburti, the other side, they had some negative side. They fasted. Hmm? They only habishan once a day, unspiced rice and dal, boiled. Hmm? They bathed in the Hemant, winter season, up to the neck in the Jamuna, early in the morning, very cold. Hmm. They did this for a month. But the, 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 the austerity in this, which is part of bhakti, if you will, it can be an austere life, was an, absolutely no burden to them. Hmm. Because of their art, the puberty, their preoccupation with their ideal, their faith in Brindadevi, in their mantra, their conviction in the goddesses, kindness, and so forth, and so, of course, they were, they were blessed. And Krishna, along with his friends, innocent friends, appeared on the scene. Just happened to notice their clothes lying on the bank, and then threw them up in the tree. And there were very beautiful exchanges between them arguing and, and so on and so forth and and ultimately um, they come out of the water and Krishna gives them the benediction so that will we'll come here hmm? he says what then one day amongst these days the uh, the daughter Balabacharya Kanya the daughter of Balabacharya whose nam was Lakshmi Lakshmi Priya she came to the bank of the Ganges and she was performing the, the puja and bathing therein amongst all the girls. Hmm? Seeing Lakshmi, the Lord became attracted to her. Hmm? Upon seeing the Lord, 
Lakshmi also felt great satisfaction within her mind. Hmm? Their natural love for one another awakened, and although it was covered by childhood emotions, it became apparent that they were mutually attracted. They both enjoyed natural pleasure seeing one another, and under the pretext of demigod worship, they manifested their feelings. The Lord told Lakshmi, Ami Puja, Ami Maheshwar, Amari Pujilet Pabe, Apipishtabhar. Just worship me. I'm the Supreme Lord. If you worship me, you will get the benediction you desire. Hearing the order of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Lakshmi immediately worshipped him, offering sandalwood pulp and flowers for his body and garlanding him with malika flowers and offering prayers to the Lord. And being worshipped by the Lord, excuse me, being worshipped by Lakshmi, the Lord began to smile. And he recited a verse from the Bhagavatam and thus accepted the emotion she expressed. Sankalpo vidita sadyo babatinam marachanam mayanu modito so so satyo babito marati. This is the verse that Krishna spoke at the end of the Vastraharna Lila to the gopis. He gave them the benediction. So bhakti they worshipped. Hmm? Right? They got bhakti. Krishna had to come there and he had to fulfill their desire. Hmm? He says, to, he said to them, Dear gopis, I accept your desire to have me as your husband. That's what you really wanted, right? I knew it all along. And thus, Actually, this is a little philosophical. Now, you're actually worshipping me. I wish that your desire be fulfilled because it deserves to be so. Hmm? And he indicates there in the Bhagavatam. So now, this is what they wanted was this unofficial type of marriage. They wanted the Gandharva marriage, a, 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 an off-the-books kind of marriage, so that even if they got married officially elsewhere, Hmm. This would have already happened. Hmm. This is the, the actually Swakya. They actually belong to him, was their idea. Hmm. So he tells them in the Leela, of course, that, that they'll meet him. We'll, we'll, we'll consummate this, and they do it at the, at the, at the end, in, 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 in the future. But here, the important point is what? That Mahaprabhu did not, the other girls, they weren't worshipping Mahaprabhu in this way, but one girl was. Hmm. One girl felt like this. This is Lakshmi. This is Mahaprabhu with some Aishvarya in Vrindavan, or excuse me, in Navadweep with his consort, Lakshmi Devi. So there's a Vaidhi Bhakti side of Mahaprabhu with Lakshmi, Vishnu Priya. There's the Rag side of Mahaprabhu, Gaur and Gadadhar, representing the, the Paraki of, of Braj. So both sides there. So this is very, what does Kaviraj say at the end? E mata lila dunye gila gare. Gambira chaitanya lila kibujite pare. He says, after thus expressing their feelings to one another, Chaitanya and Lakshmi returned home. He says, Gambira, Gambira chaitanya lila kibujite pare. How deep is Gaur lila? Gambira means deep. How deep, how hidden, how grave. Mahaprabhu lived in the Gambira, the room was called, in Puri. What went on there? What is the depth of his experience? What That separated him, you see. 
that Gambira Leela separated it from his devotees. Even even Ramananda started to lose contact. Even Sarubdhamana, where is he going? When Sarubdhamana, when he fell in the ocean and then they found him and, Ma- and Sarup started the kirtan and Mahaprabhu woke from the kirtan and Pujapachita Marsh commented, what kind of noise are you making to wake me up, to bring me back from the depths of my experience? That not that noise was the Sarup Dhamadur's chanting. How deep hmm, was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Hmm? Gambira, deep, grave, this is a very heavy thing, this is a very high thing, Antilila, very high, and so high, so deep, and that's what the Navadvip Lila is about. The Vrindavan Leela is about. That's what the Kirtan in the house of Shivas is about. It's not a cheap thing. Hmm? Kabir says this is very deep. And of course he's also saying it here because this is this is not what anything it might appear like. Their meeting is very extraordinary. Both he instructed the, the girls one way. It means this there is no Nadia Nagari Bhav. Hmm? There's a sect of Gornagar Bhav. And there's a subsect, Nadia Nagaribhav. The once, and neither one is accepted by Krishna Kaviraj Goswami, given any place in Chaitanya Charitamrita, while other sentiments for Mahaprabhu are accepted and showcased. And neither in Chaitanya Bhagavat, where the language is even stronger on the part of Vrindabandas. He says, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu never ever even joked with a girl. Now there was some joking here, but he's Nimai Pandit now. He's just a young boy. When he became Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, <coughs> he never never joked with a girl. Guhijana Shikshaka, Nyasigula Nayaka, as Bhaktivinod sings and we sing in the morning. Guhijana Shikshaka. He, as far as householder life, which is for most people, he set a perfect example. Not how to be a pious uh, householder, but how to be a devotee, how to be a Vaishnav, and a Vaishnavi. Hmm? That in the, because the context of the bhakti is so powerful, it doesn't require some such abstinence. Hmm? You can have a family. Hmm? It has the power. Hmm? Turn your, you can turn your whole fa- whole house into a temple. You got your brahmacharis for a while, and then uh, brahmacharinis for a while. <laughs> then uh, anyway, so you can have a whole. You can create a whole village and uh, with Krishna deity and. This is how, so bhakti has yoga requires brahmacharya, gyan mark requires brahmacharya. Bhakti has greater power. Hmm? So, so there are many anyway types of worship of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted by Vrindavan Das and by Krishna Das, but Vrindavan Das makes the point very strongly, as Krishna Das says, as I cited earlier when he said that. Parakiya is only for Brajendrananda and Krishna, no one else. That means not even Gore Krishna, not overtly that is, in the Leela. Hmm? So the Gore Nagarbhav, which Vrindavan Das speaks against, he says, yes, someone may say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, and Krishna is Rasaraj, which means he accepts all tastes, but nonetheless, he, he may be Krishna, he is but he is to be worshipped in relation to the mood that he is in. And what is the mood that he is in? Is, is he in the mood of Rasaraj? He's in the mood of primarily of trying to worship Krishna, in the, in the mood of a devotee, the mood of Radha. 
He has a different mood here. Hmm? Sometimes he shows himself as Krishna, but predominantly the Leela is, is of him as a devotee and showing the way of devotion. Showing the way of, to enter the parkia, for example. Hmm? So he speaks very strongly about this. Uh, it's a very heavy statement. Hmm? And this is in relation to Gornagarbhav, to the idea that male associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm, would have in some realm, not in Nadia, not in the Prakat Lila, the Aprakat Lila, the idea has developed over time, in some dream Lila, hmm, the male associates of Mahaprabhu would have a relationship with him in, 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 in female forms, hmm, like gopis have in relation to Krishna. Hmm? This is Gornagarbhav. Nadia Nagarbhav, the subset of this is that the girls of, Brinda, of Nadia, they actually all had parakia with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We don't find this here in this, this Leela that parallels the Gopi Bhastarharna Leela, the stealing of the clothes of the gopis. These girls were instructed to worship me, hmm? and I will give you good husbands, and they'll be good devotees, and you can live a nice devotional, pious life. So he's not, he's not, we don't find any any hint of this here. Krishna says repeatedly from the beginning, in the middle, and in the end of this narrative, made it clear, there's no Nadia Nagari Baba. He's a very, he's a very much a gentleman. Hmm? Not so much a gentleman in relation to my bodies. He's pretty strongly, <laughs> uh, you know, sp- speaks strongly against them. But other people, well, they like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So how can you, you can't be, you know, too upset with him. But still, we don't, this has no place in my book. I've been asked to write about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as he's understood by Rupa Goswami. And we don't think there's any more definitive position, more clear, more deeper, more esoteric position than that. Hmm? Everything was revealed to Rupa as much and more so as everything was revealed to Brahma at the dawn of creation. Hmm? That's what Vrindavan, that's why Bhishmanathakabhali Thakur says, and Brahma is Rupa Manjari. <laughs> this is one of the differences in the book he wrote, like Kavikarnapur's book, hmm? where almost all the people are the same. He says, Brahma is Rupa Manjari. It doesn't mean that Brahma is Rupa Manjari. It means, it's like um, Krishna says in one of his um, Sanskrit verses that in the beginning of the Rupa Siksha, the nineteenth, was it the nineteenth chapter of Madhilila? Hmm? He says, "And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm, revealed in the heart of Rupa Goswami the Vrindavan Leelas, just like Krishna revealed at the dawn of creation all the Vedic truths to Brahma. The parallel. He's making a parallel, hmm? and of course." Brahma can can go there as well, of course. But so, <clears throat> so there's no Nadia Nagarabhagaribhav in, <laughs> in Chaitanya Charitamrita. And there's a parallel here between the leelas, but we can see the difference. Some very good advice is given: don't worship the demigods, and don't think also that the gopis were worshiping demigods to get Krishna. As the demigods can't give Parakirbhav. Hmm? Goddess of Bhakti can give this. Hmm? And if she gives, Krishna cannot refuse, has to accept, has to come and accept and, and honor, honor that. Hmm? And Lakshmi. Hmm? 
So Lakshmi. Lakshmi and Bhakunta, Lakshmi Priya is here. They're, they're eternally, they're already eternally united, and in the Leela they meet, and so it, 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 it manifests as if it's first happening. And see the nature of their relationship. What is their nature of the relationship? The gopis are worshipping Bhakti to have Krishna as their husband. They're not directly worshipping Krishna. They're indirectly worshipping Krishna. Because his divinity has to kind of be in the background to some extent in order for them to be, think of him on terms uh, like village love. Mahabharata's love with Lakshmi is not quite like that. Hmm? Narayan's, Gordon Narayan's love with Lakshmi is different than Radha and Krishna's love, like Narayan's love with Lakshmi is different than Radha and Krishna's love. Hmm? So Lakshmi worships him. He says, Worship me. Immediately, she she, she she doesn't like the other girls. Say, so, well, yeah, she just immediately starts to worship, mm-hmm. give him the garland, everything. He accepts her. Lakshmi Priya ki jai, Vishnu Priya ki jai, Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Sri Nadia Bhav ki jai, God Premanandi, Vanchakalpaturu Vischa, Kapasindu Vivacha. Patitanam Pabani Bhavashna Bhimana Manamah Anandukuri Bhashna Bhimana Kijai